0: Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. I'm your host, the Reverend Raymond Baker. I look forward to sharing this word with you and your family. I hope it brings you encouragement and that you enjoy each lesson. This is, God's word. This is God's, word. God's word. I believe God's Word. I live by God's Word. By God's word. Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me your Word. Me your word. Father, Father I, give you praise, I give you the praise, the honor, the honor and, the and the glory. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. All right, saints, let's open up our Bibles to James chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. James chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. 14 through 14 and 15. Amen? Amen? All right, we're just going to do 14 and 15. The Word of God says, But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, It brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Amen. You might be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to look again into the believer's conscience, and this is part three. Amen. God has given us an opportunity here to begin to look at our conscience and how the Holy Spirit speaks to us, not only by intuition, but he speaks to us in our conscience and he's always giving us direction but the problem is do we heed the conscience that the Holy Spirit is revealing to us or do we ignore it and do we understand when we ignore it the consequences of the spiritual effect that it has on you amen See, we sometimes say well that's not important. I'll, I'll work through that. I know y'all some I know you all some wonderful people. Very very bright people, very intelligent people, but it's got nothing to do with the spirit. Amen. This is what God is trying to show us. Now he starts here. James tells us that every man is tempted. Now where is he going to be tempted at? In his mind. Okay? Amen. Hallelujah. He says when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. So there's something in him that's working to tempt him and to draw him away with his own lust. Now we know the problem is in the flesh. So if he follows after the flesh, he's got a problem. The word commands us to walk in the spirit and we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now in order to walk in the spirit, we got to know the Holy Spirit. We have to learn how to follow the conscience that is within us that the Holy Spirit will speak to continually. Oh, and I know everybody in here has a conscience. Amen? He says, then the problem is that lust that's in the flesh, when you don't listen to your conscience, that lust that is in your flesh, will conceive see it has ability to recreate amen it will conceive and it'll bring forth sin amen do you see what lust will do just to look upon something to lust after it brings forth sin so if your mind is not focused on what the spirit of God is saying guess what Lust has an opportunity to conceive, amen? And it says, and when uh, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. So it's trying to destroy the man spiritually. It's a process, Amen? amen? Just from the simplicity of lust. Now we know, see, Lust is just, it's at at that level, it's just like at the level of, it's it's, it's just above iniquity, all right? Now, the iniquity is there, and if the iniquity that's there in your heart will stir up the lust, then the lust will conceive, amen? (laughs) I don't need to have to go to the natural to tell you what you got to do to conceive, do I? Amen? See, if you allow, hmm your carnal mind to lust along with or to stir up the flesh. So, see, the flesh don't have any problem with lusting because there's no good thing in it. That's its, that's its job in the natural. Amen. And the word of God tells you that there's no good thing. And as I told you, that's, it, its nature is 24-7, 365. Okay? It does not change. See, when you're saved, it's the spirit that changes. And then the spirit takes control of the soul man and the flesh man. And then he begins to direct them as to what to do and what not to do. But if you don't know the spirit, he, won't, he doesn't have the strength to do so. He does not possess the strength to do so. Now, that lust, when it's conceived, it brings forth sin. So you see how your sin comes forth. And then when the sin is finished, it'll bring forth death. The intent is to destroy. Amen. This, the, he, the word says he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. All right, let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. We're going to look at 16 and 17. The epistle, 1 John. So we can understand some, some things here. Not that you don't, but it's always good. It's not only for us, but it's for all those others who have an opportunity to hear this word, who don't always get the word, they can begin to understand what we're hearing from the spirit of God. Amen. All right. First John 2 16, the word says for all that is in the world. All right. Now, many don't know when he says that speaks of the world, He's not talking about just the globe. He's talking about flesh. That is the world. That is the world for you. It is your flesh. For all that is, notice where it's at. It's in the world. What's in the world? So we know he's got to be talking about the flesh man and the soul man. Because that's who deals with the world. Those are the only two. He says the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father. See, it's not of the Spirit. That's why the word declares it's not of the Father, but is of the world. So you have to understand that's the nature of the soul man and the spirit man. Now, you know that we come to save them. Amen. God sends his word. Verse 17 says, look what he tells us. He says, the world passeth away, amen, and the lust thereof, amen. Isn't that something? He says, but he that doeth the will of God, there's the spirit man, he abideth forever, amen. Now, that's marvelous to me, amen. Now, only an unconditional and unrestricted acceptance of the reproach of the conscience. In other words, when it comes to tell you what to do with the willingness to do what is revealed to you can show us then perfect consecration. You will not, consec- you, you will not be consecrated unless you follow the will of your conscience, which is the will of God. All right. Now, we often express that we wish to please God, to obey the Lord, to follow the Spirit. We say it all the time. That's what we want to do. Amen? Now, here's the test as to whether our wish is real or whether it's just something you fancy, or whether it's going to be perfect in you or it's going to be incomplete. Here's the test. If we are yet entangled in sin and not completely severed from it, then our spirituality is largely a pretense. Amen? Amen? Oh, I know somebody don't like that one. You mean to tell me I've been putting in all this effort, and you now you're going to tell me, Pastor, that I'm just a pretender? Yes. That's what it means. I'm just going give, to give you the facts. See, the test is, if you're still entangled in sin, and you, I don't have to ask you, you know whether you are or not. Amen? Because right now, your conscience will be convicting you. If you have not confessed your sins, and allow the Lord, who's faithful and just, to forgive you of your sin, and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. See, now we're talking about the conscience. See? We're not talking about what you've actually done because you haven't done enough to preclude the sin. He says, first of all, you have to recognize in your conscience that reveals to you the sin that's going on in your life. And when you when he shows it to you, then you must confess. Yes, I'm guilty of that cleanse me lord with your precious blood of all my unrighteousness that's the step that you have to take that's all you can do is ask the lord to do the work cuz guess what you can't do it all right cuz if you could you would amen. amen so if you're not completely not entangled in sin and you're not completely severed from it. In other words, there's certain things you still do in your life. Okay. Even though you think it's the nice sins or it's the all right sins. and the, It's the I'm going to get over them sins. No, the problem is there's a root there. And it's called sin. Okay. It is not sins. It's sin. Because out of the sin that Christ died for. He took care of all of your sins. Plural. Amen? That's the difference. If you study that word sin and sins, you'll see the difference. He says, now if you haven't done those things, he says, your spirituality is largely a pretense. You're not saying you not you don't have some. He said, but most of it is just, you're just a pretender. All right? A believer. Who's able to follow his conscience wholly. Now that's W-H-O-L-L-Y, okay? Hmm? Who's unable to follow his conscience wholly. When the conscience speaks to you, if you're not able to follow after it wholly, you're unqualified to walk after the spirit, all right? Because you still will not follow the spirit. You're just not following the spirit. Now, you have to understand that. Now, if you're willing to accept that, then we can begin to move forward in our lives. Amen. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Let's let's get all the pretense out of ourselves. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit is something. (laughs) He is something. Hallelujah. You know. I almost wanted to to, to have uh, one of the brothers one day come up here and just get a word and let him get a word for two or three of the services, amen. I know I'm not supposed to do that. I, I like to do that, cause then they would they would begin to get to see some things when you have to when you have to come and you have to bring this word, amen. But let's go on here with what God has for us. He says in uh, Galatians chapter five, verse sixteen. He's, the word says, then I say then, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Boy, that seems so easy. That's the easy scripture to remember, isn't it? And everybody in here knows it. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But it's the first part. <laughs> it's the ability to walk in the spirit. Amen. That's where the difficulty is. You got to get over the first hurdle. Amen. Now, in order to be able to walk in the spirit is to be able to follow the conscience as the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. And the problem is we need to learn. You have to train yourself to respond to it immediately. Not a little bit later, not after you've argued and reasoned out your position. But when the conscience is speaking, you know, when a motor gets to going, amen, motor will get to going, and it'll run on and on and on, amen. You know, it's just like one of the bad automobiles when the timing gets off and the gas is bad in it, and you shut it off, and it keeps on running, you know, with the bloop, 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 okay? That's what the word is talking about here, all right? See, that that old nature will want to keep on running, even when it ought to stop. It'll it'll press you. Yes, yes it will. But the word says you need to learn to walk in the spirit. In other words, follow the conscience of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's go on to uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Amen. Philippians 2 and verse 5. Another one of a, one of the the, the, the the Christians' favorite scriptures. Amen. Every, everyone knows this one. The word says, read it together, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So that means that Jesus was following something. Something was going on in his conscience. And the spirit was leading him in everything that he did. Amen. Amen. Now, he said, let that mind be in you. The same one that was in Christ. Remember, he he can endure all things. Amen. Amen? It doesn't matter what comes up. He can deal with it. Amen. Now. Now. While we're looking at that, he said, let this mind be in you. Go to 1 Peter 2, 21. He said, let this mind be in you. Because that is the mind that was in Christ. The one that followed the conscience. The one that followed the spirit. Amen. All right. Got to sow these scriptures in. Amen. Because these are the good ones. This is this is that medicine. amen, Amen. that we need. 1 Peter 2, 21, the word says, for even hereunto were you called. What were you called to do? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You were called, see, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should do what? follow his steps so in other words if you have the same mind that he has you're going to follow in his steps not in yours remember you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God okay so his word begins to illuminate some things here for us I'm going to teach you about this illumination too so you'll be able to see it even better See, Christ suffered for us. He left us an example that you should follow his steps. Verse 22, who did no sin. Now, how was it possible that he did no sin? What was he following? He was following the spirit. He was following his conscience. Amen? Because he was just like us. Now, The scripture before said he is an example for us. So he's showing us that it is possible. Amen? He says, you, because you were called to it. Because see, you are now sons of God. Because Christ suffered for us. He paid the price for us so that we could be called. Leaving us, okay, an example: He did no sin; neither was guile found in his mouth. No guile. No guile. I hear guile all the time in people. Amen. They don't try. They, they don't try to use it necessarily maliciously, but the, you have to understand the source of it. Okay. It's not that your intent is evil but the fact is it arises out when you use guile when you try to be crafty with words or the way you do things you have to understand that it's the enemy that's at the source of that amen that does not come out of the spirit verse 23 who when he was reviled reviled not again oh lord see when somebody speaks to you and reviles you you need to you know what you you just need to shut up too hey man somebody re, somebody will revile you tell you issues with you and you'll come right back with yours but if you got the same mind as christ he says you won't return with that he says i'm gonna keep sending you that test too until you learn how to do what, what hallelujah somebody understands this word amen so he said I'll, I'll send you I'll send you a friend I'll send you an enemy I'll send you a mate whatever it is and they will stir you up because see what you confessed when you were in church was that hallelujah Amen. Did did you did, did, does, don't the saints in the church do that? Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen? Don't they declare that they're holy? I'm in the spirit. I'm sanctified. Okay, the Lord said, fine. I hear you. Here's a test. Let me see. Let me just see how sanctified you are. Let me see whether you're just a pretender or not. Amen. Now now, now, now I say that in that way, but that's that's the actual test. They come every day to test us. Amen. The word says, when he was reviled, he reviled not. When he suffered, when you suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. He turned himself over to the Father. That's what he did. That's what he did. How, How he felt what he was going through, the price that he had to pay in his sufferings, it did not matter. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. That's what he was talking about. I haven't seen a whole lot of thine will be done Christians. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to John chapter four and verse 34. John chapter four and verse 34. Amen. We have to understand that when he says something like this, that Jesus, when he was reviled, he reviled not again when he suffered. He threatened not again, but he committed himself to him that judges righteously. Amen? Well, in John 4:34, he said, Jesus said unto them, notice what he said. What did he say in your Bible? My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He's came to do the will of him that sent him. Now, we're all in agreement with the previous scriptures, amen, that has indicated that we have been sent. Well, he told us in 1 Peter 2.21 that we've been called, amen. That's all part of it. You've been called, so... You've been sent to do the work. You've been sent. He calls you so that he can send you. Amen? You know, it's just like in the old days when you were a child. Amen? I miss my sister sometimes. She used to have to 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 call us. Ray, Al, she'd be looking for us because the father sent her. Amen? (laughs) And she knew she couldn't come back to the father. Without the right answer, amen. <laughs> she said, Hallelujah, Reverend. Please don't remind me. She said, I used to have a trouble finding y'all, amen. But she, she would be called, and then sent, amen. And said, Don't return without them. But she said, Now that's that's a real riddle there to find them them two brothers, amen. Hallelujah. But it's the same thing. She had to go to do the will of him that sent her. Amen. So it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We come to do the will. We are are called and then sent to do the will of him okay, that sends us and to finish his work. Now, it was really his work to find his children. But he found somebody else in between and said, Go find them. Amen. While you're there in John, go to 530. Chapter 5, verse 30. Amen. I'm I'm, going to mess with old doctor tonight a little bit. The word says, "I I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. Now, she couldn't exercise her own will over us and tell us, y'all need to come home, because we, we weren't moving. But if she, if she said, the Father said, that, that changed the whole matter, Amen. The authority has spoken. See, she came with power and authority. Amen? I'm telling you, that's that's just like when you respond to the Holy Spirit. You're coming with both the authority and the power of the Father when you obey. Amen? Amen. It's the same thing. We might laugh if you come under your own trying to work that one on us. Amen? Amen? But the moment you realize well the father sent for you. Woo. See ya. <laughs> you be on your way because you didn't play with the father's will. No, no. Amen? Amen. Play with the father's will. <laughs> and let the let the report get to the house before you got there. And say I told them but they wouldn't come. <laughs> oh Lord. All right? <laughs> now I of my own self can do nothing, but as she heard, okay, she could judge. And her judgment is then just, amen, because she's not seeking to do her own will, amen, but the will hmm, of the Father which sent her, amen. Now, it, sure, it's, 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 it's nice to, to look back at that, but that, that really is the essence of the relationship of us with the Father, when the Holy Spirit speaks into your conscience and tells you you shouldn't do that you should not be there you should be here you should be following my will not your own will it's the same thing but you know what you don't feel that threatened Frank A. Baker could threaten you and you understood it was real it's the same thing with God It's the same thing with God. See, but we don't take it serious. See, this is what I'm trying to get to show you. See, there's a whole lot of folks that didn't grow up that way. See, but that was good teaching. That was teaching you something about authority. That was teaching you some deep lessons that never leave you. Amen? They never leave you. They will carry you through over and over and over again. Amen? While we're there, let's go to John 638. Amen. Jesus said, For I came down from heaven. See, he came in you when you invited him in. Amen. From heaven. Not to do my own will in you, but the will of him that sent me so if he came to you that you can to do not to do his will so he's coming that you would do the father's will cuz he's working in you to will and to do according to his good purpose do you see it now all these things are going on in our spirit we have to have a willingness to listen to the holy spirit and his leading and guiding don't get stuck on the idea that because the wrath of god doesn't hit us like it did in the old testament amen Amen. lord if it did we'd be in serious serious trouble and we still are because see we have the ability to obey but we don't all right let's go to one more and then i want to talk a little bit more Let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Hallelujah. God's word good. Amen. Them, them good old-fashioned lessons thrown in there, they make you feel good, don't they? You can smile at them now because, Lord, you made it through. You didn't die, did you? Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 27. Look what the word says. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. So he's showing you if you'll search it, if you'll search your heart, amen, you will know what the mind of the spirit is. See, you have that ability. He's called you, see. He's called you because his son already paid the price for you. So you have no reason not to respond amen so he says now what you ought to do is search the heart and know what the mind of the spirit is because he's the one who's making intercession for the saints according to the will of god see he's the one who's doing the work you're not doing anything but being obedient you're not doing any work before you come to realize that the conscience demands of us to perform the will of God. Anything that you do or anything that you follow prior to understanding that, that the spirit is revealing to your conscience is an imaginary spirit. Now, listen to this again. Before you come to realize that the conscience demands of us to perform the will of God, That's what he does. That's what the conscience does. It demands that of you. And anything that you follow prior to understanding that the spirit is the one that is calling you in your conscience, he's revealing to your conscience anything that's revealed to your conscience prior to that, till you come to the knowledge of that, just like you all know now that it's the spirit that is speaking to you in your conscience, whereas perhaps before you didn't know that. Now guess what? Everything before that was just imaginary. It's an imaginary spirit because you didn't know the spirit. You did not know that it was him. So it was was merely imaginary. Isn't that something? We can sit up and we can play church and we really don't know by the word how the spirit works. Well, that's why the Holy Spirit, that's why the Lord has us learning this now. So you can at least see you getting the, the, the basics of it so that you understand from now on when the conscience, when your spirit speaks into your conscience and you ignore him, you know better. Amen. You know better. See, the true spirit is the one that petitions you to listen to the monitor or the conscience that's within you amen that's the true spirit that's the one that's speaking to you telling you to listen to what I'm saying to you amen now a believer can make no genuine spiritual progress if you're reluctant to have your conscience judged And when it's judged, it's judged in the light of God. Amen? And then, when it's judged in the light of God, then you have to deal with it. What it is, the Spirit illuminates what was once dark. He illuminates in your mind, He shows you your sin, He shows you your error. And he reveals it to you in your conscience, and he says, now, deal with it. You're spiritual. Deal with it right now, not later. See, that's the power. See, if you, if you want to put it off, that's when it, that's when it may be an imaginary spirit where you can put it off for another day. Amen? That's what he's calling us to do. Now, whether your consecration is true or false, See, and that's what consecrates you, is each time you obey the conscience of the Spirit. It consecrates you. It sets you aside for the master's use. That's what he's trying to do with us. He's trying to get us in a place where he can use us all the time. Amen? So, to understand whether that's true or false depends upon Your willingness to obey the Lord. Now, if you're not willing to obey when it comes into play, then that tells you, I'm not yet ready. I've still got some issues. I still have some things that need to be presented to the Lord in prayer to ask him to forgive me of and to cleanse me from it. Amen. And that means that when he whenever he commands, you're supposed to deal with it. And when he brings a reproach to you, you have to deal with it. A reproach when he brings it is like a disgrace that, you know, within yourself. Okay, it's a rebuke that comes from the spirit. It's the shame that appears in your own mind and you know that I'm not worthy. It's a taunt that's in you sometimes, and sometimes it's notoriety. Now, that's a combination of what the Hebrew said about reproach and the Greek said about it. That's the nature of a reproach. He wants us to be able to deal with those things. Now, once the conscience begins to operate, it has a perfect work when you let it work. It operates, it does its work perfectly. See, if you want to overcome the things that are going on in your life, you got to let the conscience work because he does a perfect work. When you interfere with it, guess what? He can't do his work. Remember now, you're not doing anything. It's the spirit. You're just yielding to him. Now, like I said, Once you get to the place where you let your conscience operate. It begins and it has a perfect work. Sin has to be treated one by one. Until all of them have been eliminated. Amen. Now that's what the spirit will do. You can't think of them all in one night of prayer. Amen. But as he shows them to you. And you ask for the forgiveness and the cleansing, then the precious blood of Jesus is sprinkled. See, he does the work. His work is perfect. Amen? Do you see it? Do you see the process at least? Amen? See, your ability to do it is your willingness to obey. See, all you have to do is obey, and the Holy Spirit does the work. Isn't that something? You didn't have to do anything. Because you know know what our greatest complaint is? Well, I ain't got there yet, Pastor. I haven't grown that much. Well, you ain't never going to grow into it anyway. That's what I want you to understand. You're not ever going to get there yourself. That's why you have to turn it over. All those sins, one by one, to the Holy Spirit. Then he will deal with them one by one in your behalf. He will purge you. See, he will cleanse you. That's his work. That's not yours. Amen? Amen. So don't come to me and try to tell me, well, you know, you need to get yours straightened out too. Because you know what? I already know it. Amen. You don't, That's why he tells us we're not to judge one another, see, in that way. We're to pray for one another. Amen. I got a different job as a pastor. All right? Now, let's let's go on. Let's go to James chapter 4 verse 7. Now, as I said, remember as this work is going on in you, you're not doing the work yourself. It's the spirit that's working on your behalf alright see and that's what we have to learn to do is to let him do it listen I know how difficult it can be you know I want to do a whole bunch of things spirit's not talking I can't move I say oh this needs to be done though if I'm not talking you ain't walking amen Amen. alright James chapter 4 verse 7 the word says submit yourselves therefore to God Now, you're only going to do that in the spirit because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. That's why he says, submit yourselves to God. See, so when you submit yourselves to God, what are you doing? You're resisting the devil. See, when you submit yourself to God, now the Holy Spirit can put the, the devil on a course running away. He can attack him he can deal with the issues in your life. Amen? That's why he says, if you submit yourselves to God, in other words, by listening to the conscience, you're resisting him. Because he's telling you something else. When he's telling you to keep arguing, your conscience is saying, shut up. All right? Amen? So when you resist the devil he'll flee so the conditions that you find yourself in when you submit yourself to God the spirit goes to work in your behalf see that submitting is just merely submitting to the the conscience that is in the Holy Spirit Amen? amen Ephesians 4 27 says neither give place to the devil amen you can jot that one down you don't have to go there That's Ephesians 4, 27. He said, neither give place to the devil. So in other words, don't give him any opportunity to operate. And you know one of the main, James will tell you one of the main places he's going to operate is in your mouth and with your tongue. So guess what? You'll be head wagging, rocking. And everything else when you keep him locked down, because that's what he'll do to you. He will. Amen. Remember, you'll be muttering. Amen. Amen. All right. So he says, don't give place to the devil. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 9. Now, he gives us instruction. He says, now, when you start working in the area of the spirit, and you're allowing your conscience to work, you gotta understand how it's going to work. You know, sometimes even at night I find myself, my, my fleshly mind wants to worry about things. And to stop being, you, you know how your mind will do at night? It'll, it'll keep bringing that thing up. You know what I have to do? I have to start singing in my mind. I have to start singing a praise song in my mind So that I can usher in the spirit. I do in order to stop those thoughts, those random thoughts of worrying everything else from coming up in my mind. So I lay in the bed, then I'll start thinking, If that won't shut him up, I'll start, I'll go through every scripture I know. I don't care what it is. I'll start speaking it in my own mind. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you a truth. That's the way you shut See, that's the way you resist him, because that's him that's talking. Worried about all them things that you can't do anything about anyway. I'm sent to do the Father's will, so I need to get the word. Amen? And, I, and, and you know me, I, I keep, he'll give me a word. I'll hit that laptop next to the bed, and I'll pull up that Bible, and I'll lay there and read Scripture just to shut him off. Amen? That's the way you defeat him. I'm telling you, that's how you do it. The more songs you got in, the easier it is to, rip, uh, to, to, to resist him. Just start praising him. I'll praise, that's my offering. I'll praise Jesus Christ my King. Believe me, it, it, it immediately, if, listen, if you just do that, that one thing alone, you will notice. Now, you, yeah, you'll struggle with it a little bit, but you get you four or five good songs. And then you start singing them to yourself. It doesn't make any room for him. That's right. Amen. He's got to go. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right. All right. First, First Peter 5, 9. The word says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Amen. That's right. That's right. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Amen. See, you gotta resist in the faith. That's in his word. In what he has already said. In what he's already declared. Amen. That's how the word. Like I said, keep the word right next to your bed. Look, you can get a little thing, got a little light on it, a little tiny bulb in it. So you don't disturb anybody else if you got somebody else in the bed with you. Get your little flashlight. Turn it on. If, you, if your mind is not settled at night, start reading the word. See, that's resisting him. Steadfast in the faith. Amen? Now, in the faith means that you don't necessarily understand everything that's been done, but you believe him anyway. Amen? Amen? You believe him anyway. See... But if you let that enemy, you, you'll doubt a little bit. I don't know that one. I'm not sure about that one. Amen. But see, you got to know that the same afflictions that you'll be dealing with, they're accomplishing your brethren. Okay. That are in the world. He said, they're overcoming them too, even in the world. All right. First John. We already been there 216 we don't need to go back there again now if the man or woman of God is faithful in his dealing with sin and faithfully follows his conscience he will receive light okay if the man or woman of God is faithful now he said you resist steadfast in the faith amen. So if the woman or the man of God is faithful in dealing with sin, in other words, when it comes up, you give it to God. Amen? Now, and then you faithfully follow the conscience, you'll receive light. You'll receive even more light. Amen? The more you do it. And that light will increase because the light comes from heaven. Amen? And you have, what happens is when that light comes in from heaven, all the unnoticed sin, you begin now to notice. You begin to see it. Well, I didn't see that before. Well, that's what the, that's who's, who, it's not you figuring it out. It's the spirit of God, the light that he brings in that's revealing it. Now, an example. I was just talking to someone, he said, well, you know, I'm having a difficult time in my relationship, okay? And this is what's happening in my house. And I said, well, do you realize that the more you serve God, he's faithful to his word. I said, so, yeah, trouble seems to get worse, doesn't it? It's just like watching pray. When you begin to pray, and then you watch, you seek to see what happens. It'll always get worse before it gets better. Amen. So I said, don't worry about it. I said, you're consecrating your house or you're sanctifying your house. It's what you're doing. See, the, the, the believing wife sanctifies the house or the unbelieving husband. And, uh, or the believing husband sanctifies the unbelieving wife okay it's the work of God so when you start coming to him and you got an unbelieving mate at home what do you think's going to happen it's going to get worse but see things will be illuminated and you'll say ooh I can't stand this I'm, ooh I'm tired of it. I've been putting up with this far too. well wait a minute now a year ago you didn't have no complaints about that you didn't even see all of that because you weren't really serving God Now you start serving God. He starts turning on the light. Now you see the mess that's there. Amen? Because he's bringing you through. Amen? He's the one who's bringing you through. That's the reason that it comes up, because now you're seeing it. See, the light increases from heaven. Amen? And then you notice the, uh, uh, the, the sin that's now exposed, whereas before, when both of you were sitting together, nobody saw it. You wasn't looking at it. Now you don't come to church. You're trying to get right with the Lord. You're trying to live right. Now you're starting to see it all. Then you look at them and deal with them. Now wait a minute now. Remember you you, you was the number you was. My pastor would say you was you was dead. that was your ace, boom, coon. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what happens. Now. The Holy Spirit will enable you to read and understand more of the law that's written in your heart. That's what he's doing. See, as he illuminates, as you ask him, as you start seeing the sin problem. Hallelujah. Time is flying tonight. When when, when you start seeing it and it's illuminated. And then you start asking for him to forgive you and you start asking him to cleanse you of all the unrighteousness. Guess what? He goes to work and he does that. Then what he does, when you go to the word, you're you're enabled to see more in the word than you ever saw before. Amen. Then you begin to know what holiness really is, because he'll show you in your conscience he'll show you what righteousness really is he'll show you what purity and honesty really is amen Amen. things which we only have that that, that were only vague to us before we didn't have understanding of it but now he illuminates it and he takes it and he reveals it to us now we see it then our whole frame of mind begins to change we begin to see things differently. We begin to see the, the first the first place you see the problem is in everybody else. Amen. You, you, you never look in the mirror. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to pull that message out. Have you looked in the mirror? That was the first one I ever preached. Amen. Didn't know what I was doing. Amen. But I preached it anyhow. Okay. So, whenever... You're reproved by the conscience. Your immediate response should be, yes, Lord, I'm willing to obey. That should be your first response. You shouldn't even think about it. When he brings it up, you say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to obey. Now, it's simple. All you have to do is ask him to forgive you right away because you can't you. It doesn't matter whether you fully comprehend what you're asking for. Except that you know that it's sin and you're asking him to do the work. Because you can't do anything. You can't resolve the problem. Only the spirit can. Amen. So all you have to do when it comes up is say, yeah, Lord, I'm willing. Forgive me. Cleanse me and be sincere about it. The spirit will go to work right away. See, you should allow Christ to be the head of your life. You should be teachable and taught by the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's what we've got to learn to be. The fact is, the Holy Spirit will truly come if the person is minding his conscience. And that's something that we have not practiced. So that, therefore, we don't know him as we ought to until you begin to obey him and mind the things of your conscience then he'll reveal himself to you more and more. Amen? Yeah. Romans 2.15. Romans chapter 2, verse 15. I told you that those things you had to be teachable, because he's, he's got some things that are already written in your heart. Romans 2:15 says which show the work of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness see the word that's already in you that you can't that you don't think you have memorized yet amen. that you don't speak fluently yet it's already in your heart amen, amen. if thou shalt believe in thy heart amen he says if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead he says he'll come in you so when he comes in he brings everything with him amen Amen. he says which shows the work of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts the meanwhile look what they'll do Look what, your, look what your thinking will do while accusing or else excusing one another. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? What your thoughts will do? Why in Romans go to 9:1. The word says, "I say the truth in Christ. See when you speak the truth? See when the conscience talks, you are in Christ. He says, you're supposed to speak the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bears me witness in the Holy Ghost. So see, everything that you're doing, the Holy Ghost is witnessing. The Holy Ghost is witnessing. He said, now, wait a minute. I just spoke to you concerning that sin in your life. I revealed it in your conscience. What are you doing? Why are you accusing and excusing one another? Amen. He says, you're not supposed, you're supposed to say the truth in Christ. You're not supposed to lie. Because I'm going to bear witness to what's going on in you. Amen? We got a few more scriptures and we're going to have to go tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. See, we got to understand how this thing works. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bears me witness. So when you speak truthfully, your conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. The opposite is true also. When you lie, he bears witness. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians eight twelve. the word says, but when you sin, so against the brethren, excusing or accusing one another, and wound what? Their weak conscience. What do you do? You sin against Christ. See, you have to understand what's working in you. You have to understand everything is spiritual to us. So. When you wound their weak conscience, in other words, there's somebody struggling. You accuse or excuse what they do. He says, now, guess what you've done? You wounded their weak conscience. They're just trying to learn how to hear from the spirit. He says, and now you've sinned against Christ because it's all an operation that's going on in the spirit. Titus 115, hallelujah, oh I know it'd be heavy sometimes what I, what I give to you here, that's alright, it's gonna do its work, amen, I explained to, to one brother, I said, you know, when you go, when you come to church, it's just like going into surgery, amen, and what's the first thing they do when they put you in the surgery, get ready before they work on you, they put you to sleep. I said, so don't mind if, I said, I don't mind for a while if you do fall asleep, some of you, okay? Because I know if I'm ministering the word, it's it's working its surgery. See, now I understand from what the conscience does, when a man comes in here laden with sin and he starts hearing the word, it will. It'll put him right to sleep because the Holy Spirit is working surgery on him. If that's not true, then this scripture is not true. The word is what? Quick, powerful, sharpened than any two-edged sword. What will it do? It pierces even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints of the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, that's what happens when the word comes forth. So those who need to see, y'all done got so... It's like acupuncture to y'all. You don't feel the pain, see? <laughs> that word come forth, you don't feel the pain. But nonetheless, the word goes to work. But for the, for the one who's weak in conscience and falls asleep, then what he, what does he do? He got to put him to sleep. Because when he gets to cutting on him, it'll, it'll hurt him. Amen? When he starts working that surgery. Amen? It is. Because he's weak. So you got to put him to sleep. Amen. And then he just that that word be quick and powerful. Be working on him. Dividing asunder his soul and his spirit. So that soul man be full of so much mess. He got to cut it away. Amen. Just like cutting meat off the bone. You know what a job that can be. Amen. All right. Titus 115. Amen. Titus. Chapter 1, verse 15. Word of God says, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled, there's your conscience. If your conscience is defiled, now he calls it out. He says, unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. So if your conscience is either defiled or if you're an unbeliever, nothing is pure amen now we know that we're supposed to have a pure conscience but even their mind and conscience is defiled that's when you don't follow the holy spirit your conscience your mind and your conscience will be defiled all right one more scripture we got to go 914 hebrews hebrews 914 Hallelujah. This conscience is something. We're not done with it yet. Amen. Well, yo, 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 you won't be letting your mind wander. You'll be, you'll be trying to collect it. You'll be trying to shut them thoughts off. You'll be trying to hear what the spirit is saying to you. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. The word says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god amen Amen. now what does he say to us purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living god that's what you got to do you got to let the holy spirit purge your conscience so that you can serve the living god see your conscience is like a window into your spirit amen the light of God shines into the spirit. Amen. As the light comes in, it exposes the con- to the conscience the faults that are in you. And then it condemns our failures. Amen. That's why when it comes up, some people don't want to look at it. They don't want to see it when that light comes in. See, what we wrongfully think or speak or things that we act in a way that's not coming to a saint is what there, what is, is what is exposed. Now, if we submit to the voice of the conscience and eliminate the sin, then we are allowing it to work. Amen. Then the light will shine brighter the next time. But if we don't confess the sin, and eliminate our conscience stays corrupted. That's what he was talking about back there. Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. So if you don't confess the sin and eliminate it, your conscience stays corrupted because we have not walked according to the Spirit. The Spirit tells you to do one thing, you say, not today. Amen? Amen. Amen. couple more, and, I, we, and we really got to go. Luke chapter 11, 39 through 41. Amen. 39 through 41. To wrap up with it. Hallelujah. Y'all know I don't want to quit, but I, I know I got to. Amen. Luke chapter 11, verse 39. Let me show you what Jesus did here, what he, what he spoke. And the Lord said unto him, Now do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. See, that's a conscience that's not clear. That's a conscience that's full of sin. Amen. Verse 40 said, you fools, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? See, just because you come to church and you look apart. Oh, you can be the most handsome Christian in the place. You can be Miss, Miss, Miss Serendipity or whatever they call it, simplicity, Great, what a great model looking, come in here. But he said, the outside of your cup is the only thing that's looking good. And inside of you, in your conscience, you're like a ravening wolf, amen? And then he reminds you, he said, now you fools, He said, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? Verse 41, he said, but rather give alms of such things as you have. And behold, all things are clean unto you. See, alms mean also, those are deeds also, as well as what you give. They're the deeds that you do. In other words, when the Holy Spirit speaks into the conscience, you follow it, see, The sensitivity of the conscience can be increased as well as decreased. And if you don't learn how to respond to the conscience, you will impair its effectiveness in your life. Amen. Every time you do not listen to your conscience, you damage your spiritual walk. You cause self-inflicted wounds in your spiritual life. Amen. And the more you continue to do such, You just become more fleshly. Amen? You lose your distaste for sin. Amen? And victory ceases in your life. So in other words, you were walking along, you said, I'm not sinning, I refuse to. But then you you lose the distaste for that, and then you'll go right back and be just as fleshly as you were before. Amen? See, our problem is that we don't appreciate how meaningful to our spiritual walk, the heating of the voice of the conscience is. And that's what we're here to learn. That it's very meaningful for us to follow the voice of the conscience. You should never do anything that your conscience objects to. Amen? That's our word for tonight. Amen? <laughs>